This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 318. That's right, we are talking mixed martial arts, mainly UFC, turning our attention to UFC 240 from the weekend. You know why we are playing this, if you watched it. This is my new favourite ring walk music, because you know what this means? This means shit's about to get real, brother. Mm. Greatness is in the arena. If you've never listened to us before, please subscribe to our podcast. You can do it on iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for, and you can get stuck in uh, on social media. Slightly racist. (laughs) You're not speaker, are you? That was my own personal tribute. Yes. Um, At Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. My days. My days. Baby. Listen, I've just got to say, I apologise to uh, Max all the way because I thought, so, I thought, listen, you went up to 155, can you get back down to 145? Are you going to still be the same animal? Still the same animal? But my neck is getting better and better and better. Just... He's remarkable. The accuracy of his shots against the guy that was like a Duracell bunny. And this is no shade on Frankie Edgar. Frank I actually no. thought Frankie... Look great. I thought he made he equipped himself very, very well in this world title effort. But Max Holloway, you're a joke. Absolute joke. Every single shot lands. Every single one of them. Power, accuracy, doesn't waste a bean. Can do it on the deck, can do it on the feet. Takedown defense, man. That's another. That's the thing I want to talk about. Unbelievable. The takedown defense. Unbelievable. How many? How many t- attempts did Frankie have? He must have had about fifteen attempts. He got him down once, didn't he? And that was just because Max took his eye off the ball for a split second because he was being overly aggressive. The rest of it, we're talking about an elite level wrestler. Couldn't get him on the deck. Unbelievable. It was outrageous that performance. Is Max it... Holloway, the best featherweight of all time. Absolutely, yeah. And you know what? It's like I tweeted straight away. I was like, you know me. I I've had Max and Amanda Nunes right at the top of my pound for pound list for a long time, and I took a lot of shit um, after they got beat by Poirier because I was like, yeah, I still have Max above Poirier on the pound for pound list. And people were going, that's absolute bollocks. How can you have a guy who beats someone ranked above him? I'm like, yeah, I'm talking about Max Holloway's body of work as a featherweight. He dared to be great going up to lightweight. It's not his weight division. Featherweight is where it's at for Max Holloway, and as a featherweight. He is absolutely sensational. The performances are just faultless, brilliant, doesn't waste anything, picks everything. And I know it kills him. Like the best, the best uh, social media post in the aftermath at the weekend, he's like, this is Max Holloway. This is fucking amazing. This speaks volumes about the person he is as well. Um, he, he, he put out there, he said, the GOAT talk always 
makes me cringe. Legends can coexist. Frankie was going to win no matter what last night because I am part Frankie. I am who I am as a father and a martial artist because of some of the things I've learned from Frankie and coach Mark Henry. Proud to be Hawaiian, proud to be honorary Canadian. But if you know this sport the way us fighters know it, every champ reps a little bit of jersey, whether they like it or not, because of these two legends. Mate, that fucking speaks volumes about who Max Holloway is as a person as well. And he's right. I think we'll always have the GOAT debate in MMA, potentially so much more than boxing. Purely based on the fact that the sport's so young, yeah, it is going to get better. And Max is right. There's an element of Frankie Edgar in the way he fights. There's also an element of Conor McGregor in the way he fights. And there's an element of fucking Nate Diaz in the way he fights. There's an element of John Jones in the way he fights because all these fighters are feeding off their generation and the previous generations to get better every single day. Makes martial arts at the moment. We're seeing shit like this performance by Max Holloway. You're like... For me, one of the best performances in a championship fight by a champion. Absolutely remarkable stuff. And he does it time and again. But where are we going to be in 10 years' time? Like, how good is that generation going to be when they're standing on the shoulders of Max Holloway and John Jones and all that? He, stand, he admits he's standing on the shoulders of Frankie Edgar with his performances. Imagine what the next guy's going to be like or the next girl's going to be. Mm. The thing that impresses me most about Max Holloway, and we said it on last week's show, he does start slow. He kind of allow. He kind of gives away around. I think he reads it, doesn't he? That's he what reads I mean. The fighter. That's what it he, is. He's what he, he allowed a lot of low leg kicks, didn't he? In that opening round, I actually gave Frankie the first round. You know, on that on energy alone, but the rest of the fight was just pure class from Max. He's he's like he's looked at him for five minutes. He goes, okay, that's what you do, right? I've got you now, sweet as. And so then he, he, he goes, but he's like any championship fighter though. He's showing he's showing Frankie faints. He's defending takedowns. He's faking a left hook, and he's stepping this way. And he's to see what he's way, going to do. To see what Frankie's counters are. Yeah, but then to have that knowledge just stored in your head, and then just use it then for the next twenty minutes is ridiculous. Because as the fight progresses, watch. Go back and watch it again, right? And I know there's no finishing there, so a lot of people might go, "Oh, should have finished it." Whatever, right? Go and watch maybe round four, round five. Frankie can't get near him no. because he's downloaded all the information of what Frankie's going to do. Frankie's energy didn't drop. He was still rocking and rolling and coming at you like a Duracell bunny. But there was a moment when they were, they were in a clinch, right? And I thought to myself, right, this is perfect now for Frankie. He's in tight now. On the break of this clinch, throw. Absolutely throw. Because that's Frankie's transitions from wrestling to, to stand-up. I mean, the better than anybody in the game. He's, he's just, he does it all at the same time. He throws yeah. it all together at the same Seamless. time. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And there was the the clinch just separated. And we're talking minuscule inches that it had separated. And he threw a left hook and it couldn't have missed. It, it must have missed by the size of the octagon. It was unbelievable the way that Max knew it was coming, yeah. swayed back, and then countered. Came straight back at him and popped him off a couple of times. I thought to myself, that's elite. That is ridiculous the elite of what we have just seen. Should he have finished him? I kind of didn't want him to finish him. I kind of no. just wanted it to go on. He said that afterwards, didn't he? He was like, coming into this fight, people were saying, oh, this is his kryptonite. This is, where, this is where Max comes unstuck because he can't fight a wrestler. Anyone with a wrestling base is going is gonna to do, Mac, is gonna do uh, Max Holloway. Just like we, we, we all, everyone was saying before Conor McGregor, for Chad Mendes. Mm. Yeah. So I think Max was saying afterwards, he was like, I wanted to do the five rounds. I wanted to give the wrestler every chance to out-wrestle me because you all said that's what was going to happen. He defended, he stuffed, what, 14, 15 yeah. takedowns? All but ridiculous all but one how take many down. he stuffed. And even the one where he eventually got him down, it only took him about 30 seconds to get back to his feet. He was back on his feet before the end of the round, yeah. before the round had finished. Yeah. For me, Max Holloway right now, 
you know, it's listen, Khabib's amazing at what he does. John Jones, probably the most gifted of all time. Amanda Nunes, crossing weight divisions, ending legends. But Max Holloway, even though he hasn't got that second weight division win, I just think technically right now where he is, he's absolutely on fire. Absolutely on fire. The greatest no. featherweight of all time. I think he beats any featherweight in I was history say, at this point in time. Whoa. Peak Jose Aldo. Yeah. Peak Conor McGregor. Wow. Peak BJ Penn. You know, all these, all these top elite featherweights. I think Max Holloway right now beats them all on their best day. Because right now he's he just seems to be absolutely punch perfect. And I know Frankie Edgar, you could argue, is past the sell-by date a little bit. But I think that made Frankie Edgar a different kind of animal on Saturday. Because he was fitter, stronger, more aggressive than he's been in a long time. Because he knew this is probably his last chance at a world title fight. Where's the challenge coming from at 145? Is the one? Well, that's obviously the million-dollar question now, isn't it? It's like, who can he bring through? And does he stay at 145? Well, because I would like to see him stay at 145 just because Volkanovski's made a real good run. Yeah. I would love to see that fight happen. There's a lot of talk of it potentially happening on the Adesanya, Bobby Knuckles undercard in Australia, which would be great. But Max has fought three times in the last seven months. You know, even to ask him to fight again in two months' time, it's taking the piss a little bit four times, the level he's at, you know, especially because he's fluctuated in weight as well. Um, I I would like to see Max Holloway now go go and chill out until... Maybe the end of the year or start of twenty twenty, but you know, at the end of the day, money talks, and if if the right money's on the table to fight Volkanovski down under, he absolutely will. Because once again, fighting in Canada, here he fucking travels. Max Holloway, he's got to. He's never done a show in Hawaii. Mm. They've got to do a show in Hawaii now. They've got to bring him back to Hawaii and put on a big show because he must be a fucking megastar over there now. BJ Penn was a superstar. Max Holloway must just be like off the charts. Just the way he hangs out with his little mini blessed with his son and all that. And they're just cool as fuck, aren't they? And they, like, did you see the build, the countdown videos where he went into the sweet shop? And he was he was like a 12 year old bouncing around. Going, oh my God, Twinkies with chocolate in. <laughs> and you're like, you're a grown man <laughs> with a son. I was watching uh, a college video the other day of uh, Max Holloway fighting. He had bleach blonde hair when he were about. 14 years of age when he first got into into fighting and he's I think it's a kickboxing contest that he's involved in it's just fascinating just to watch that develop to where it is right at this moment in time because let's not this is a guy that got beat off Conor McGregor early mm. doors in the UFC and when I remember watching that fight listen Conor didn't finish him but I thought he's a tough dude in but there's something there and my word he has worked his absolute backside off and he to get himself into the situation that he's in right now I would love him to have another go at 155. I think there's something there for him. He, yeah. he just came up against an elite, a guy that was on a run in Dustin Dust, Poirier. Dustin Poirier is in the best form of his life right now. Absolutely the best form of his life and has had a long more time to establish himself as a lightweight. So it was always going to be a big ass for Max to move up. But again, you know, they're saying afterwards, who do you want to fight next? And he's like, fuck it, man. I'll fight DC if you want me to. I'll fight anyone. And that's, again, it's that whole mentality that's what gravitates us towards fighters like like Max Holloway, it's that I will fucking throw down with anybody, any place, any time. Mm. And, he, and he means it as well. He means it. If he can turn it round to fight Volkanovski in Australia, well, he, he took, absolutely will. He took Khabib at a week's notice, didn't he? But sadly, he wasn't medically cleared because of Ill, he couldn't cut the weight in time. Bad, so they so they binned him off. But he's a nutcase. He will literally fight anybody at any point. It's, it, it's his style, isn't it? I think it's because it, it's, cause it's that stand-up style that we love, that counter-striking style. Low hands, lazy low hands. He'd be be a good boxer, Max Holloway. He really would. Like He reads a fight so well. He counters so well. But when he gets ahead, 
Once he gets into that rhythm and he's got a couple you of rounds you in, can't catch him. there's nothing you could do. You could have put Volkanovski in there with fucking Frankie Edgar on Saturday night and he'd have probably dealt with it. Mm. Just because once he's in that zone, that's what I mean. I, I'm watching it Saturday night and, you know, we we got up to watch the boxing, Mo Hook and Mo unfortunately gets stopped, but then we go straight in, turn straight over. Uh, Cyborg's fight, obviously, with Felicia Spencer had just finished and it was just like the perfect time. The ring walks were starting and I was just like, he's a master. He's literally at the top of his game right now, Max Holloway. Unbelievable. I just want to see him fight more and more and more. You mentioned uh, Cyborg, uh, Felicia Spencer. Have you ever seen a fight where the victor and the loser come out with equal credit? Because Felicia Spencer yeah, took a- an absolute... Hi, She just kept coming. I'm like going, just sit down now. Just sit down. Come on. You, you've taken enough. She just kept walking forward. Good on Fair her. Fair play to the kid. Yeah, good on her. Yeah. Her stock's definitely risen off the back of that, and she'll get of some course. half decent knocks off it and hopefully some decent paydays as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, looking at it as well, with all due respect, she could probably have made bantamweight. You know, she was <laughs> yeah. she was fleshy. Um, but she was brave as anything. Absolutely. And you know, that's, how you get into, that's how you get into the UFC. And unfortunately, this featherweight division, because of the lack of, uh, the lack of fights there, the lack of females there, just move into it straight away. You know you're going to get that opportunity. And that's a massive opportunity for her. And she took it with both hands. Yes, she didn't get the win over Cyborg. But to uh, to put in a performance like that, when she drilled it in that first round with that elbow as well and just split Cyborg's head open, I'm like, fuck. That, that's what it's going to take now because Cyborg, don't forget, for a long time, kind of like, you know... Mike Tyson MMA or even John Jones here in the UFC it's that intimidation factor like she Cyborg basically beat a generation of opponents based on the fact that she's Cyborg she's a fucking big manhead do you know what I mean she just tear you apart but Amanda Nunes broke that Amanda Nunes got in there and went technically I'm well better than you I'm going I'm to slice and dice you as she did and Felicia Spencer, unfortunately, she didn't have the, te- the technical acumen of Amanda Nunes, but she had the right mentality. I ain't fucking intimidated by you. Certainly ain't scared of you, let's have it. Mm. And she went at it for three rounds. Do you think that's it now for uh, Cyborg with the USC? I mean, the relationship doesn't seem to be anywhere near what it when they when they built a division for her anyway. Exactly. Well, don't forget, they, you're right, they built a division for her. So they brought it in on big money. They brought it in to be the featherweight champion, to establish a featherweight division. But they've quickly found out that there really isn't that many women of that weight of that weight division who they can bring into the UFC. Cyborg isn't the fighter what they were hoping they're going to be. So they've obviously let the contract run down to go. Okay, let's re- renegotiate because you were brought in as the champ to be the champ, but you've been exposed by our bantamweight champion. So we ain't paying you what you said. We ain't, when we renegotiate, you ain't getting the same money you were going to get because you ain't a champion no more. We'll renegotiate on the money, and I think that's. Like everything in life, that's probably why it's taken so long. But the fact that Cyborg seemed open for the Nunes rematch, because that's the only way she can go. Mm. She can only really rematch Amanda Nunes. You can beat the the Felicia Spencers of this world till you're blue in the face, but Nunes has got the belt, and she ain't going to fucking give it up. Of course she isn't, because Nunes, all right, well, I'll go back. Easy work. Smashed it a bit in the first fight. So Cyborg's got no option. She's got to fight Amanda Nunes again. She's got to try and get that belt back. Mm. Otherwise, she's got no worth in the UFC. Uh, now, the welterweight division, we speak about it on a, on a regular occurrence, don't we? Obviously, we were going crazy for a little bit of Rocky Edwards last week. Um, our boy Dan and Till's involved in that division. There's some absolute elite-level talent. However, Jeff Neal's getting me a little bit stiff, mate. 
He's starting to get me excited. Now, I know he's well down the pecking order and he's not in the, the realms of what I've just been speaking about with a Rocky Edwards or a Masvidal or any of these boys, right? At this moment in time. But every single time I watch him, I'm like, this kid's mustard. He's absolutely brilliant. And don't get me wrong, he had to weather a little bit of a storm, didn't he, against your boy? Yeah. Um, and he did. And I thought he weathered it extremely well. And the way that he finished the fight was top class. He was absolutely brilliant. And... Um... Nico Price is no joke for anybody, man. The guy's tough as fuck and just keeps coming. You know, he reminds me a lot of, Ste- of Stefan Bonner. It's just like a complete warrior. Um, and he took the fight to him. He's a bit gangly as well, and he's a bit weird. Well, that's what I mean. Style's it, a bit weird. It is. He's, comp- he's unorthodox, but he's like a zombie. He just keeps coming. Yeah. And, he, and he can bang as well. But Jeff Neal just fucking took the fight to him. It was an absolutely brilliant fight while it lasted. Definitely with two rounds worth catching up on. But you're right, Jeff Neal's a guy, man. He's a contender. He's a barman by trade as well. Imagine fucking having a go with him in a bar. Yeah, lad, top that up. No, okay. <laughs> no need for door, lads. Exactly, yeah. Jeff's got it. <laughs> Jeff's got it sorted. No, he was absolutely sensational. But the performance of the night for me, mate. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Hakim Dawudu. Have I pronounced that right? It's good enough for me. Chili will be on to me, won't he? No yeah. question about it. That is an... Firstly... He turned the fight around because he was getting a bit of a shellac in early doors. Yeah. And then the way that he finished that fight... Get that stitched. ...was absolutely outrageous. Yeah. That that Yoshinido Hori as well, he's been lighting up Asian MMA for a while. He's got a big reputation of being a fucking monster. He just can't... St- excuse me, can't stop. But the world who just went, come on then, let's have it. And it was a battle of wills. It come down. It, someone's heart had to be broken to mm-hmm. win that fight because they were fucking hitting each other with the kitchen sink. And you were just like, something's got to give here. Something has got to give. And in the end, it was obviously Horry's chin that give because... Uh, yeah, but on that, his head movement was brilliant early doors. Yeah, it was. Horry. I mean, he's all over the place. So, to, so if you were to make a prediction in the first round to say, he's going to finish this with a head kick, you'd go, not, not a cat and else chance because his head's not, never in the same position That's in right. order to do it. But what he did off the break, off the because they were up against the cage for a bit, weren't they? And then it, the exchange started and he set it up with that body shot. Yeah. He threw a massive left up body shot, which kind of just bent him over a little bit. I don't know if he felt it, just but it, it. It, def, it definitely bent him over. And then all of a sudden his head was just there. Yeah, and then yeah. bang, right on the whiskers. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I think, but again, I think even though Hoddy got a big defeat here, I thought that was a, you know, it, it was only, it was the last minute of the final round. Yeah. I think his stock's risen in the UFC as well. Because, he, you know, Dana White loves that shit. We all love that shit. The guy comes to fight and both these guys have got exciting futures in the featherweight division. It's wicked. What got you going elsewhere? Eric Koch opened the show. Obviously, I didn't watch it that early on. I, I went back and watched it, but Eric Koch, up at welterweight, a guy who was a featherweight contender. Spoke about it on last week's show. He was supposed to fight Jose Aldo for the featherweight belt back in the day. And here he is reinventing himself once again up at welterweight. Absolutely fucking mental. Yeah, he's saying, you know, I'll walk around at 190. He used to kill me to get down to 145. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> but to get a, to get a win, a, a unanimous decision win as well. Shutout wins every round. Amazing for him, just because the fucking journey he's been on, like his MMA journey has just been completely bonkers. You know, he went from being a, a leading featherweight contender to not being able to string two wins together. You know, losing against Clay Guida, losing against um, Bobby Green, people like that, Crookshank. Um, it just looked like his, his career was over. I'm surprised he even stayed in the UFC. Certainly when he's going back, going, I'm going to move to lightweight. Okay. Uh, I can't string two wins to lightweight. I'm going to go to welterweight. The UFC going okay. I think it's only the fact that he's a 
he's uh, based in Wisconsin, you know, he's, he's with the fucking team there, like the Pettises and all that, he's with Duke Rufus. That probably kept him in the sport. That people are going, listen, this guy, he's he's legit. You know, move him up to welterweight, he'll be fine. That the UFC kept him around, but mate, to to come back in to get your first win in what three, four years? Mm. Two thousand sixteen, his last win in yeah. a weight division, fucking twice two above where you were, mm. is bonkers, man. All credit to him. That's perseverance for you. Speaking about not being able to string wins together, BJ Penn's going again, baby. He's back out. He hasn't had a win in the UFC since two thousand and ten. 2010. Now, if you believe Dana, um, with his uh, post-event press conference, he says this will 100% be the last one. We're going to give him one last ride out. That's it. One last payday for uh, for BJ Penn, who has been, without any shadow of a doubt, a stalwart of the UFC, an absolute legend. Um, everybody knows the man's legacy. But we've called it probably, well, we probably called it about five years ago, didn't we? That he, that he should have called time on it, but he just can't let it go. Uh, and uh, then is sanctioning one more. He's, he's allowed to have another knock. Yeah. Last time he strung, strung two wins together was a decade ago. Last time he won was 2010. Yeah. And he's had two, four, six, eight, eight fights in the UFC since. It's purely built on the fact that this is BJ Penn, man. This, you know, the guy was an icon. Um, Still is an icon. He's just, yeah. t- he's just tainting that. You know, he was known memory. As, he was known as the best lightweight of all time. He was then. You know, he was the he was the first guy to win both. He was welterweight champion and he was lightweight champion. You know, he had both belts, not simultaneously, but um, and it was him and Randy Couture were like the first guys to do it. This, this guy's a fucking Hall of Famer, hundred percent. Do they have a duty of care of who they put him in with? Yeah, they've got to. Of course, they have. You know, they of course they. So have. who did they put him in with? Well, they don't put him in with someone like fucking Ryan Hall. Who <laughs> just fucking. <laughs> Anaconda the fuck out of him, do you know what I mean? Some young hungry buck. I think someone, you know, I know Clay Guida, Clay Guida beat him up last time, but it's got to be somebody like that. It's got to be somebody of that ilk. You know, they can't put him in with someone young and hungry again. Um, I'm surprised, that, you know, they haven't kept him around for Hawaii. Like, why are they not doing Hawaii with Max Holloway, with BJ Penn? Like, the official handing over of the torch, do you know what I mean? Put BJ's co-main in a gimme fight, whatever. But unfortunately, this is the UFC. There ain't no gimme fights. No. In a fight against someone that isn't a fucking necessarily a specialist anyway, um, and let him pass over the torch officially to Max Holloway. But as long as he's on his way out, I'll be happy. You know, Dana was all over Chuck Liddell. When it was time for Chuck Liddell to go, Dana just went, Listen, Chuck, that's it, we're done. Because that's how Dana got into the sport. He was managing Chuck and Tito. He got involved with the UFC, realized the UFC was just hemorrhaging cash and was fucked, but knew how to turn it round and knew how to turn it into a sport. Hence the reason he had a phone call with the Petitas saying, come over here and have a look at this with me. It was He was with Chuck, so he he felt like he, he had to honour that relationship with Chuck. Now, don't get me wrong, he was in a position then to go, Chuck, you're done, but don't worry. I'm going to bring you on as an ambassador for the UFC, and we're just going to wedge you in anyway. So that probably helped them get a Chuck out. But BJ Penn hasn't been afforded that kind of, you know, um, duty of care. No. Because he's BJ Penn yeah. and he's a wild man. So the UFC have been stringing him along now. Yeah, but having said that, though, in his own life, he's getting himself in all sorts of trouble outside the octagon. Well, yeah, he? exactly. So he's probably got lawyers' bills to pay and all that. He has, but again, the UFC, anybody other than a BJ Penn, everyone other than a Hall of Fame fighter, the UFC have cut them loose way by now. One win in fucking 10 years. The guy's gone. Nowhere near the UFC, of course, but it's BJ Penn. So what happens if five years ago they cut him? Of course, Scott Coker signs him and he ends up the biggest star in Bellator. And because of the way Bellator is, he gets fed opponents and he becomes the welterweight champion in Bellator. And now they've got BJ Penn, 
this iconic figure to be to drive their business model. That's why he stayed in the UFC. That's why they've kept him around. But I think even now Dana's like, we can't just keep fucking wheel rolling BJ out to get beat up. It's just not fair on anyone, certainly the fans. Mm. I just hope BJ sees it as the end as well and doesn't turn up in Bellator next year because he probably will. <laughs> he will. He probably will. <laughs> Uh, also, part of that press conference with Dana White was uh, a little bit of chat about Conor McGregor. According to um, the boss, he is uh, waiting to see how September plays out. I'll tell you how September plays out. Khabib's going to win, mate. That's that's what's going to happen. No offence uh, to Dustin Poirier. I absolutely love him, but Khabib will ragdoll him. That's what Khabib does. Um, so you'd think that Conor's got one eye on uh, a Khabib rematch by the end of the year because Khabib said that he's going to fight in December as well. Yeah, I don't kind of... I think there's other fights out there for Connor to come back to. Of course there is, it, but this is Connor. He's a nutcase. It's Connor's style to like, nope, I haven't fought in two years. I want to fight the champ. I've, my only fight in MMA in the last three years was a, a loss to him. I want to avenge that loss. And because he's Connor, the fight will happen. The only thing is, where do you put that fight on now? Because Khabib has flat come out and gone, I will never fight in Las Vegas again. And he's the type of guy to, to, stick, to stick by his guns. Dublin? So that fight... Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Khabib will go to Dublin. He's not going to be scared of going to Dublin, but I think Dublin is the ult- is the perfect place for the UFC to bring Conor back. I just don't think Khabib's the right opponent for it. I would get Nate Diaz over to Dublin or whatever, or even Cowboy or... Masvidal's too big for him, allegedly. I know. Apparently Conor was upset by that comment, wasn't he? Listen, Dana's not daft. He wants Conor, and the WME and the IMG boys want Conor back. What do you do? You port, you port the bird, don't you? That's what you do. You rattle the cage a little bit. Yeah. Nah, Masvidal's too big for you. Yeah, yeah. What? Masvidal's <laughs> not too big for me. Get me in with Masvidal. That's what. That's basically the plot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because they know Masvidal's a massive seller and they know Masvidal's not going to do anything except stand and bang with him. Well, Masvidal said, it's either title or it's Connor. That's what I'm here for now. Good on him. Weigh me in. Hey, it'd be fucking awesome mm. if that fight got made. Mm. It'd be huge. And that could happen in Dublin, absolutely. Well, this kind of leads me on nicely to uh, another welterweight chat for this weekend because we've got uh, Colby Covington, who has been told that he's guaranteed a title shot if he comes through uh, the Robbie Lawler fight. Which then... Well, yeah, let's talk about that one first because the the, the, the consequences of Covington beating Lawler, moving on to a title shot with Usman, mm. then leaves Masvidal with someone to, someone to have a knot with and there's a certain Rocky Edwards that's waiting... Around, we'll get to that in a minute or so. Um, this fight this weekend, I'm fascinated by this because the rhetoric around Covington over the last year it's been weird. He's been offered fights, he's not taken fights, he's shouting for fights. The relationship with Dana doesn't seem to be red hot in order for him to get a fight. He is what is it? Is it interim champion? Is he classed as at this moment in time? No. He's, wa- he's walking around with some fake belt, none anymore. The he's- UFC don't, don't assign the interim belt to him anymore, do they not? It, it, but he's still walking it's around, not, with it's it. not like boxing, they can just go right. You had the opportunity to fight for the title. You didn't take it, so you just we're just fucking. But he's still walking around with. He's still knocking about. Yeah, he's still walking around with it because he's a clown, isn't he? I kind of like him being a clown because we need clowns. This is it. This is why I'm interested in this fight the weekend. Henry Cejudo was doing so well. Exactly. Right. Jester. Well, that's it. You know what I mean. You've got to create your stick somewhere, haven't you? Yep. Colby Covington has most certainly done that. Is he the most attractive fighter in the octagon? No, he's not. He doesn't really get me going because of his wrestling neither, style. Neither is the champ, though, is he? No, not at all. And I think the a fight between Covington and Usman isn't fireworks at all. I think it's quite a dull, played-out-on-your-backs type of fight. But 
the end of the day, it's an effective style and he's, uh, he's doing the business. I really hope, I mean, it would be amazing if Robbie Lawler just comes in and blows this oh, all yeah. out of the water of the weekend. If Covington's been promised the title shot, what if Lawler wins? Yeah. What if Lawler wins? Does he get a title shot? No. <laughs> he wouldn't? No, he probably wouldn't. But how amazing would it be if Robbie Lawler stopped this train at the weekend? Well, it'd be brilliant just because Covington's a complete dick, isn't it, obviously? And we all want to see that. But, you know, I can't say. I think Covington is just good at what he does. What this isn't going to be is a fight of the year contender. If it is, then Robbie's got a good chance. But I think Covington's not got the balls or the stones of someone like a Rory MacDonald to stand in front of Robbie and punch it out with him. He's going to try and play to his strengths, and so he should. At the end of the day, this is the sport we're in. But How, how quickly will be the first takedown attempt? First minute. Do you reckon? First minute, yeah. On his back, and then four minutes of ground and pound. First minute. Similar second round, and then a finish in because the third. Because, obviously, he'll stand up at first. He'll throw. He'll probably throw kicks because he'll be looking for Robbie to, to catch a kick and take him down. Because I think he'd rather swim in that world. Kind of like, you know, we seen last time out with Ben Askren. Ben Askren got absolutely lit up by Robbie Lawler and all but finished. And then uh, the scramble on the ground is where he got to the picks a, picks a win out of nowhere. But I think Covington's definitely better than a, a Ben Askren. He's a bit more of a complete martial artist, but um, I think anyone that's a fucking MMA fan wants Robbie Lawler to win, man, just because the story he's been on. Nobody wants it to end, least of all Robbie Lawler. It's a guy that was lighting up the UFC with his heavy hands at the age of fucking 19. He was a superstar then. His journey to becoming UFC champion is one of the greatest stories in the history of the UFC. Released by the promotion more than once, kept coming back, wouldn't be outdone, and then ends up becoming welterweight champion. Phenomenal story, Robbie Lawler. Um, he's he's like the opposite of Colby Covington in a lot of ways. Colby Covington's got in here. He's made himself an enemy. He's made himself a heel. Um, he's acted like a complete dick. He's he didn't initially fights. though. He didn't initially though. That's why. That's why. Oh, you've, you've got to get in and get a few wins under your belt first. You can't just come in on a, on a, on a prelim card and Con- start shouting and balling. Connor did, but then there's only one Connor. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that he's watched Connor and the yeah. rise of Connor McGregor, and he's gone. I need to create a character. I need yeah, to create exactly. Something. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately. He hasn't got the personality of a Connor. And unfortunately, you know, jumping into bed with Donald Trump. Yeah, but it's worked. Yeah, it's worked for him. Absolutely. That's the mad thing. The people around Kobe Covington might actually like Kobe Covington. Thing is, I know people are training ATT who say he's a dick. (laughs) That's his own own gym. But again, there's the other rhetoric behind it. You know, Robbie Lawler used to be at ATT. Used to be his gym. Now he's not in that gym. Now he's over a hard knock. So Covington's got that ATT element and... I don't know, man, but these super gyms, it's it's bound to happen, of course. Mm. But you don't know what kind of needle that creates between the fighters and their camps and everything else. But um, but Covington himself hasn't fought for a year. Let's not forget, he has been inactive for over a year now. I think it was last June when he last fought. So you don't quite know what you're going to get. If he's not if he's not razor sharp, if he's not on his A game, and Robbie Lawler's been a lot more active. Yes, I know Robbie's only beat Cowboy, really, in the last couple of years. But he had... Tough loss against Rafael de Sanos, a, a, a very fucking unfortunate loss against Ben Askren, which I think he could have easily have, have, have stopped Askren. That could easily have been stopped that fight. Um, I think he'll realise as well that you lose to Kobe Covington. Yes, he's not at ATT no more, but suddenly it's it's like, again, it's like that passing the torch. Mm. I think Laura will start questioning. Maybe in the camp he's already questioned it. He's, you know, he's an absolute veteran in the game now. He needs to beat Colby Covington to stay relevant because he won't want to be. Robbie Lawler will not want to be the guy that's a stepping stone to a top 10. Hmm. And unfortunately, you lose to Colby Covington, you become a stepping stone to the top five. Uh, one for the old school um, as the core men because Jim Miller's taking on Claire Gida. 
It's fucking, what year is it? I what don't know. fucking year I've is no it? idea what year it is. Brilliant. But then you look down the rest of it, apart from obviously Nazareth uh, Parast uh, and Yakim Silva, you look at there, there's, a, there's an opportunity for some young emerging talent to, uh, probably similar to what we saw at the weekend, uh, with the likes of uh, Akeem Duwadu. You know, people like that, if you can get yourself one of those highlight reel knockouts or you can put yourself in a stellar performance, then people start mentioning your name because the rest of the card isn't littered no. with what you would class as major names. You have an opportunity to be that shining light on this card. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, it's <clears throat> Robbie Lawler, Jim Miller, Clay Guida, Covington. They bring the eyeballs, but it's up to Joachim Silva. It's up to Trevin Giles. It's up to fucking Scott Holtzman and people like that to use this opportunity to become household names. Half these guys I don't even fucking know. Don Kyung Ma. I'm sure he used to fight as Don Kyung Kim. And it's not the same Don Kyung Kim. It's, got, it, 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 it's weird. But anyway, um, you're right. There's some massive opportunities here. Mickey Gall, of course, who sprang to fame for his weird run of wins over named guys. Obviously, absolutely beat the shit out of CM Punk. Mm. Then he beat the shit out of Sage Norcutt. Um, but lost to Diego Sanchez, completely exposed by Diego Sanchez. Um, he's fighting a guy I've never even heard of. I presume it's making his UFC debut, Salim Tuahari. So... Um, it's a weird card, this one, just because the main event is really interesting. The co-main's a proper throwback. That co-main could have been made 15 years ago, yeah. and you wouldn't have blinked at it. And here we are, 15 years on, Jim Miller's fighting fucking Clay Guida. In a co-main, though. One for the old school. Mm. Um, I've noticed that um, your Shevchenko met Antonina. Antonina! He's actually on this, after Yang. suffering her... Uh... I just call her Yang. Why? Because the other girl's Ying. He's Ying and Yang. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Antonina Shevchenko's back in action against Lucy Podlyova. Mm-hmm. Something like that, anyway. Um, important fight for her because she's coming off the back of a loss as well, isn't she? Yes, yeah, obviously lost to Roxanne Modafferi, didn't she? Who's a bit of a cult hero in this show. Um, but that was a close decision. Deserved by Roxanne Modafferi, but you're right. Um, the other half of the, the... Well, she'll be in a corner. That's why I brought it up. Sensational Shevchenko twins um, needs to get that win here and... You know, this the, the, this Polish girl, she's come into the UFC, she's not had a great run, she had a, a good reputation behind her, but um, she's lost a couple. I think she was a champion outside of the UFC, she got brought in. She won, lost in London, um, won a couple, but she's lost the last two. However, um, she is back down at flyweight, which is her natural weight division. So, uh, Puddleovers, the dangerous thing with Puddleover is she's fighting for a career. She loses three on the spin in the UFC, even in the women's flyweight division where they're desperate for fighters. Um, you've got to be wondering about whether that phone call's coming in or not. But uh, listen, Antonina, the girls will get back on track. Don't you worry. The Shevchenko twins will get back on track. Well, well, she'll be alongside her doing the open workouts and what have you. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> every now and again, a Valentina, uh, her Instagram pops up on my little feed here. Right now, it's holiday <laughs> season, isn't it? It's holiday season at the moment. So she's I know like, what you're gonna say, mate. What do you see in this? This is unreal. It's uh, if she's not so, so, like Mead, she's either pausing, pausing with a gun is what she's doing. Hence, yep. bullet Valentina, um, or she's in her uh, in a bikini. Now, listen, she can be in a bikini and enjoying herself. She's on a holiday and what have you. Yep. But I'll tell you something. I wouldn't like to tangle with that. That is that's real. That isn't it. I can't believe that that's your thing. <laughs> I really can't, mate. Listen, if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a fantasy, it should be a complete contrast from your wife, shouldn't it? Should it? It'd be weird if you fantasised about something that was very similar to your wife, don't you agree? Yeah, but why are you fant- 
can you not fantasize about something a bit more feminine? <laughs> it's a bit worrying, isn't it? You don't think? No, I don't think so. And maybe it was because I watched so many Arnie movies as a kid. Maybe it's the muscles thing. Maybe it's like the old commando kind of throwback. Yeah. Maybe too much pumping iron as a child. That's the problem. I don't know. It's, you know, it's you want that contrast, don't you? It, well, I'll well, what, it, come on then. What, what, what do you fantasize about? Well, It'd be like, weird if you fantasized about women that look like your wife because you've got your wife. No, I'm not doing. It. I'm looking. For example, I'm looking down now at Joanna's uh, Instagram. Perfect, right? I mean, what the? F- are you fucking? Are you kidding me? Look at this. I mean, look are at you me, kidding me? Look at Joanna there. She's enjoying herself. She's on the beach there, isn't she? She's out. She's out of season, mate. You're so off off the re- reservation I'm t- here. I'm telling you now. I mean, look at this. That that. Superb that. Absolute rock and roll that. That's a Polish goddess. The other one, I'll tell you something. I wouldn't like to tangle that. She looks like a door. You know, like a door a door person. Got to be respectful now and a bit PC, haven't you? You know what I mean? Kyrgyzstan poster girl is what she is. She's not, mate. She's a Kyrgyzstan poster girl. Don't you worry about it. 100% she's going to start in like a a Jason Bourne film at some point, isn't she? You know what I mean? Bond girl. She could be a Bond girl. That's some type of baddie. Actually, we can't say that no more, can we? Why? You're not allowed to use the term Bond girl anymore. Why? You've banned it. Who's banned it? Fucking people who make Bond. I mean, look at this. Look at my lass here there. She's look at that. Ropey. If you Ropey! I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. If you turned up at Wet Republic at MGM Grand, right? You've got your bikini on, you've got your swimsuit. She hasn't even on. got an eight pack. Doesn't need I don't want my woman to have an eight pack. That's the whole point of it, you know what I mean? A bit of cushion for the pushing. That's what it's all about, son. Blimey, neck. No, you don't want that. You want something that can snap you, break you. You're in you're a bad man. She's great you. You know what I mean? You want to be punished? Only be putting, putting, you only, I get pleasure at all. Right. You get, you get. You want right. to fantasise <laughs> about pain? No, you don't. Of course you do. You what, want a contrast? What goes on in your head? You want a contrast? You don't need, well, a contrast, yes. That's fine having a contrast. But when you've gone testosterone, right, <laughs> that's just a little bit. What were you doing, mate? Mate, I'm fortunate enough to be able to make love. Yeah. Well, I don't want that in my fantasies. Do you don't. You don't want that. Yeah, you listen, that's fine, right? You make love at home. You want to do a bit. Of, you want to do a bit of fucking. I don't want to do any fighting. I don't want to have to fight for it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just want to fight her. Is it? Maybe that's what it is. You want. You Maybe actually. So. You want it to be an aggressive fight. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Uh, what do you mean? Why not? Why not? Why not? Indeed. Stop it! You get me going here. You're, I, 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 I don't, I don't leave the studio with a semi on with you. It'd be weird. You're the only person, right? Obviously, you're doing this show, but you're mm. the only person now in this little community because there's people listening to this. You forget this now, you don't. People you? listen to this. I guarantee, listening to this, people be going, "I'm with Nick, Shit. Valentina Shevchenko all day over Joanna and Jacek." No, I'm telling you now. No, I, I'm telling you now. There's more bullet fans than no, no, no. Jacek. No, 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 not as fighters. Sexually. No, There's more people aroused by the bullet than there is <laughs> in <laughs> I bet you that's a fact. No. I bet you that's right. a fact. Do me a favour. That's a fact. I guarantee this is Listen, a fact. Do me a favour now, right? Go to both their Instagram accounts, okay? Go to both their Instagram accounts. Don't judge it on what you know already from a fighting perspective. Because let's be honest, on fight night, they're not at the best, all right? But go and have a look at their... Disagree. Go and have a look at their Instagram accounts. Look at 10 pictures of each. Make your mind up. Tweet at fight at fight disciples. That's it. That's all I want to know. Hashtag bullet. Not hashtag bullet. Hashtag champion. <laughs> <laughs>
Pol- the Polish princess absolutely wipes the floor we are on a catwalk. Man. I'm telling you now. Chance. No chance. Before we sign off on the UFC show, I just want to give a shout out to my boy Matt Schnell, who I've been supporting since his weird MTV documentary soap. Every time he fights, I kind of mention this kid. Um, and he had a tough time when he first came into the UFC because it wasn't all fucking sunshine and rainbows. But uh, he bounced back from two defeats in the UFC. He's now on a run of three wins. I genuinely believe this guy has got the mentality and the ability to uh, to make a bit of a push. He has got a big following. He's another ATT fighter, but he's been a little bit all over the place. But again, he, he, people who've seen that shot, I'm sure it was called MTV Cage. It was fucking 10, 15 years ago, a show about this these budding fighters, and Matt Schnell was in it. It was like uh, the hills for MMA, but he was the main guy. Right up your street, that. Right up your street. Well, this is the other thing. Are you watching the hills, the new one? No. There's a new hills after dark or whatever it's called. Like They've all grown up now. It's like 20 years on. It's shite. And I mean worse than Love Island shite. I had to turn it off. I'm glad Love Island finishes tonight, actually, because I can't wait to turn that off. We saw a kid from that. Me me and the missus were in uh, in America. We were in a restaurant, Beverly Hills where, right? And there was a last from that show on that, and she went crazy, my missy. She's like, I've got to go over, got to get a picture. This is like 10 years ago. I've no idea who it is, but I remember her mentioning The Hills. So probably some last off that. And it's the same cast, is it? It's pretty much the same cast, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name's in it? Misha, Misha Barton. Misha Barton, remember her, the, the actress? Misha Barton. Right, yeah. She's in it. Is she's she? like one of the, you know, just living there. Why are you watching this? Because like, 40 when odd I was, years of age, when I, was, when I was younger, I used to watch The Hills. It was fucking brilliant. Hills was a belter. Was it? Sunday morning, hangover, you know, just put someone in a taxi on a way. Hey, there he is. There he <laughs> is. On. Valentin- Butty in the Hills. Valentina's on the way home. <laughs> Picked her up off the doors on the way out from a Weatherspoons. <laughs> See you later, Valentina. <laughs> Here's your bus fare. See you later. <laughs> Classy I'm lad. Watching the hills. Classy lad. <laughs> Did you never used to drive anybody home? Did you not? You're a bastard, aren't you? Get in the car. Go on, stick stop at the end of the street. I was grateful, mate. I'd, tra- I'd take him anywhere. <laughs> I was always grateful. What do you want to live to? <laughs> no, keep him mean. Treat him mean, keep him keen. Straight out the door. Bacon butties on. Brew and the hills. The was hills. It. Is that what you used to do? Yeah. Absolutely, good, good it was. times. Good yeah. times. Right, good right. old days. Right. Okay. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. Hopefully, uh, that ended your show with a little bit of a smile. Um, if you want to subscribe to us, that would be much appreciated. Fight Disciples uh, on iTunes, and you can also get Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, as I said on the boxing show, taking a little bit of a, a break now, I'm going to go and get a little bit of sun on me back uh, with the old whippersnappers. Uh, so, Nick's in charge. God knows what you're going to get. No idea. If anything. Hmm. Mm. Just follow him on social media because he'll probably just record videos and stick it on Instagram. Yeah, because I don't know how to do anything else. Mm. So. Um, we hopefully will be doing some uh, visual stuff at the weekend on the uh, Colby Covington Lawler fight. After that, I'll see you in September. <laughs> <laughs> Taking no responsibility. <laughs> That's it. We'll catch you next time, maybe. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.